when I talk to spirit, soul, and body, holistic, holy, that, that's that's what Jesus just, he, he said it much more clear than we're saying it today. He, he called it the abundant life. I've come that we might have life. Excellent, I want life. And then he, then he seems to overpromise. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm not gonna just give you life. How about we go with abundant life? The Bible promises us abundant life. So how does this scripture translate into everyday life? Does this promise mean that God will shower us with whatever we pray for and desire? (laughs) Clearly, that's not the case for quite a few, if not all of us. In this episode of the Gary Wilkerson podcast, Gary talks about how our culture's definition of abundance is crooked and sets us up for unhealthy expectations. God plans for much more in our lives with his definition of abundance. There may be struggles and hard times, but we are promised strength and the divine might of our Heavenly Father going before us. Now here's our host, Bob Dimmer. Welcome back to another episode of the Gary Wilkerson Podcast. And before we get started, I just want to take a second and ask our viewers and our listeners to please subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast. That's a good way for us to know that you're enjoying these shows. Well, Gary, recently uh, we've been talking quite a bit about living a holistic life in Christ. And a big part of that is finding fulfillment in the good things that God has provided. But it seems like when that doesn't happen, we tend to go looking for answers in other places. We try to fill that emptiness with something that shouldn't be there, and we open ourselves up to depression and also addiction. Do you think that's true? Yeah. Lack of exercise and bad eating will cause depression. Mm-hmm. And then when you're depressed, you want comfort, so you go to your mm-hmm. you, you go to the, the cake and the cookies, yeah. you know, or, or it gets even worse, and you need to medic- medicate it. Mm-hmm. Sadly, we go to doctors now, and, and doctors aren't really looking at health. They're looking at uh, fixes, and so they'll, they'll put you on um, heart medicine. So uh, one of my close friends, one of my five, um, went to a doctor. His cholesterol was extremely high. His blood pressure was high, and he was overweight. And the doctor said, here's, here's some medicine for you. And I, and I believe there's a time and place for medicine. We need to be, be very careful about this. Mm-hmm. But he said, give me, I think he said three months, give me three months. I'm going to start eating right because he was eating horribly and I'm going to start exercising. And if my cholesterol's not down and my blood pressure's not down, then I'll take the medicines. Mm-hmm. He went back three months later, he had below the norm in cholesterol. Mm-hmm. His blood pressure was down. His health shot through the roof. And now he maintains a, a healthy life. Mm-hmm. But the depression, the discouragement, the the brain fog, as I was talking about earlier, all that stuff was in him. It wasn't just the medicals. But, but so the medic, medical field will try to, to, to medicate you as well and, and, and put you on things maybe just food could, could help mm-hmm. us with. Uh, but, but then we self-medicate as well. Uh, we're depressed. We're discouraged. We know that, that, that sense of something's missing. And so the people go to, to alcohol or they, or, they, or they look for love in the, uh, in, in the wrong arms, mm-hmm. you know, somebody they're not married to or before they're married. And, um, and again, the willpower is trying to say, don't do that. But the body is, is so out of kilter of what God designed it to be that the, the, the will and the mind don't, can't engage emotionally to keep them away from those type of things. And so, uh, you know, the opiate, the opiate addiction, I'm on the board of directors of Global Teen Challenge, and all the guys, all the leaders around the world are saying the opiate addiction right now in the world is is far beyond anything they've ever seen before. It, it is, it, we are in epidemic proportions. We, we, you know, it, it's become one of the top causes of death now is overdoses uh, through the opiate uh, addiction or, or opiate use. And, and, and these guys know, and I know, and my dad who founded Teen Challenge, we, we know this, that, that, that that's the symptom. That's the, that's the, 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 the fruit, not the root. 
and, and, and the root has something to do with the deeper realm of the soul and the heart. And these things have to be addressed, again, through the First Thessalonians 5.23, uh, you know, that you might be complete, completely holy, just pure in the eyes of the Lord and living a holy lifestyle, but also being made spirit, soul, and body complete because one without the other is going to leave you incomplete and you'll start looking for something to kind of help you help you through that. So I, uh, you know, I believe addictions are, are caused by that and are cured by that. Find, finding, finding deeper meaning in life, looking for something that is that is substantial in your life, which is which is these things I'm talking about, relationships mm-hmm. and, and a, a future. That's one of the other Fs is, is looking to a future with hope. Um, and that, that means a, a meaningful, other-centered life, living for something bigger than yourself. Uh, and that, that you have hope for the future, as the Bible calls it. Well, if you don't have the strength to do that, then you're not going to be able to. I'm sure there are people listening to this podcast that say, uh, you know, I haven't lived an abundant life in years. Mm-hmm. I don't know where to begin. I don't know how to start. I'm so mired in in the failures of the past and how out of whack my life is what do you say to them where do they begin thanks for asking that question because i think it's i think it's crucial to the conversation we're having here today um it really comes down to that question abundant life when i talk spirit soul and body holistic holy that that's that's what jesus just he he said it much more clear than we're saying it today He, Mm -hmm. he called it the abundant life i've come that might have life excellent i want life and then he then he seems to overpromise. you know what I'm going to do? I'm not going to give you life. How about we go with abundant life um, above and beyond? So here's another phrase that, that the, uh, that's used in the epistles. Uh, above and beyond all that you think or imagine. It's like five words in there that are words that speak beyond what we would even. <clears throat> so we started this conversation today talking about people feeling like something's missing. So that's the, we're down here. Something's missing, and then Jesus and the the disciples and the apostles come along, and the writers of the gospels come along and say, "Not only are you going to be at life where you don't feel like something's missing, but you're going to go far above, beyond all that you think or imagine." Mm-hmm. So again, look, look what they're talking about. Think the that's part of the soul, the mind. Imagines part of the will. It's part of the uh, of the emotions. I'm I'm, I'm imagining something. Uh, your emotions are engaged. You have a picture of your life of what it could be. And some people have lost that uh, picture of it. They lost that abundant life. All right, so, so that's, that's the promise. But the, the gap is what kills us. The gap is what causes depression, discouragement, uh, withdrawal. People leave church because they say, they promised me this, and I'm not getting this. So, so the big question then is, okay, how, how do I find a, abundant life? Number one, by drinking of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Jesus said, whosoever is thirsty, let him come and drink of me. Now, he said this after the seventh day. It actually says that in Scripture, on the seventh day of the festival. So for seven days, they were having celebrations and, and festivals, and, and they're eating and drinking, and uh, big community. It's the biggest, one of the biggest festivals of the year. You would think he would have said, hey, if you're thirsty, come to my party, and I'll give you something to drink. But he says it afterwards. Why? Because he realized it was afterwards everybody's going to realize everything they've been drinking so far doesn't satisfy. And so all, all those promises of life, uh, sex, drugs, um, uh, uh, money, fame, uh, notoriety, applause of man, uh, self-pleasures, all those things, try those, but they're not going to give you life. Finally, come and drink of me. And like what Jesus says, drink of me and out of you will flow rivers of living water. This is pretty cool because the, the, the math isn't correct. So I drink this, Jesus says, drink this, which is maybe what, four ounces at the most, three ounces 
but rivers will flow out of me. The multiplication of what God gives us is, is supernatural. So all he's asking us is to come to him. And okay, how? Well, we've been talking about this all day. Come to me wholly. Uh, let me deal with you in your spiritual life and holistically. Come to me when it comes to, to, to your fun, to your faith, to your family, to your friends. Bring that drink drink of me in, in all those things. In other words, uh, take me in for more than you're taking me in for. People don't live an abundant life because they want to, uh, I call it grace and grit. And, and some people are on one end of the spectrum or the other. Grace is sort of like, Jesus, you promised me you're going to do it all. Um, I'm waiting. Why are you letting me down? I, you promised me abundant life, and I'm not living it. So they're living for, waiting for a grace to happen. On the other end of the spectrum, people are living by great grit. I can do this. I can pull myself up. I can try harder. Those two things have to be married together. Uh, to, to live spirit, soul, and body complete in life requires the grace of God. Uh, I heard one person say, um, the law demands you do this, you try that, you better work out, you better eat right, you better pray every day, you better. It demands you do things where grace supplies. He shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. So grace supplies something, but then grit is our role where we say, okay, you've supplied it, now I have to employ that, I have to engage in that. I have to maybe, and, and that's, real, that's where the practical things come in is, is to, to have a schedule. Um, to, to be on a particular eating plan to, to okay, so, so I say, Holy Spirit, please help me. I'm 60 pounds overweight. And then he supplies grace. Part of his grace supply might be, I want you to go to your refrigerator and take out all the sugar and the ice cream and the donuts and throw it in the trash. And we go, well, can't you just take the calories out of it? You know, can't you just you know, make this donut uh, be healthy? You for turn me? water into wine, after all. Yeah, yeah. Do the reverse. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And many of us want him to turn wine into water. Yeah. Um, but uh, the, the 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 grace is uh, is I, I will supply you with the ability to go to the refrigerator and look at that ice cream and say I really want it, but I will say but I know that I want something more than that. There's, there's a why that's driving me that. So the grace gives you a stronger why. The grace then gives you the mind of Christ to say that's not healthy for me. The grace then gives you the discipline of the willpower to take that and throw that out and and not. Hmm. I, I remember, it's embarrassing, but I remember season throwing out some donuts in the trash and the next morning going and getting <laughs> them. I don't know if any of you have ever done it. Probably not. But Doing a Costanza, right? Did they do that? Okay, yeah, like a, like a <laughs> Seinfeld. Seinfeld right? yeah, yeah, I've done that. I have done, I've done that. You know, fortunately, what, what I've done with the ice cream, instead of throwing it out, because I'll, 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 like an hour later, I'll think, it's, it's melting, I better go get it. I'll actually run it under hot water if I, I, I actually don't buy that much ice cream anymore. But if I do, I'll take, you know, a couple scoops, because you know, I don't want to live you know, under condemnation or, uh, you know, and then you got to have some fun. So, you know, occasionally you have a cheat day, they call it. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I, I hope that helps a little bit. So so grace and grit are married together in the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not self-will, but it's an energized will. It's a Holy Spirit-empowered will. It's a grace-empowered. It's a grace-driven effort. Um, as uh, Matt Chandler, I think he's a pastor down in Dallas, mm-hmm. he preached a really good sermon on that, mm-hmm. a, a, a grace-driven effort. Uh, I recommend that because uh, that, that touches on this issue of, of, of bringing these two things together. That's probably the best thing I w- would be able to say. Um, don't just wait for um, some supernatural miracle of the reduction of the calories, hmm. uh, but don't just try to do it in your own strength either. That's that, The Bible's full of that 
predicting that would be a failure for us, that, that the, the flesh is weak, mm. it, it will fail. Paul himself, terms of the things I want to do, I end up not doing, mm. you know, but, I, but I need the help of Christ. But in the help of Christ, you need, there, there has to be some sense of, there, there, there is a, I don't know if I want to say obligation. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure that's the word I'm looking for. Um, obedience. An obedience. Perfect word. Yeah, you know, yeah. as as obedience. We, yeah, I'm glad as, you said that. As Saul found out, uh, I prefer obedience over sacrifice. sacrifice. Is that right? That's a good yeah. word. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. But that's, that's weird when you say the word obedience. Like, do you think, like, are you obeying God when you eat better? When you, I know you work out, you're mm-hmm. healthy. Do you feel like you're obeying God, or are you just doing it because it's it's, it's not really spiritual. It's not holy. Or how do you feel about that? Uh, you know, I think all truth comes from Scripture, and we do find out that uh, when we do bad things to our body, bad things happen. When we do bad things in our soul, bad things happen. So I think it does. It is consistent. Mm-hmm. But but I like what you said about the uh, about the idea that we that Jesus over promises, but then He always over delivers. He over delivers. You know, any of us that have been Christians for any length of time, we think, oh, this is the best that's going to happen. It's yeah. not going to get any better than that. And He proves to go way beyond that if we are obedient in yeah. walking with Him. Yeah. And I think these are, are part of that. Uh, yeah. How we eat, how we, how we treat each other, how we rely on each other, how we handle our finances is all stewardship. Yeah. This is all stewardship of life, isn't it? When it comes down to it. Yeah. That's that's so true. And I think that gap that I'm talking about. Yeah. Is exactly what you're saying there that he's promising and over promising life, but then abundant life far above and beyond. Yeah. And, and but yet the problem is we're way down here and we're so uh, I'm not experiencing that. I'm I'm get, I'm getting mad because I keep hearing these promises and I keep going to church and they encourage me these promises are coming or I go and you know New Year's every pastor in the world almost says like this is the year of of overcoming or this is the year of prosperity you know yeah. and and so we kind of start thinking, okay, I'll try it this year. At the end of the year, it's not been the year of abundance or the year of breakthrough. It's been a harder year than ever before. So so I, uh, let me say one last thing about the, the ex- over-promising the expectations of Christ. He also promises, we talked about this today to, um, among our staff, he also promises that in this world you will have tribulation. So if you think abundant life means trouble-free, pain-free, you're setting yourself up for failure. You're setting yourself up for disappointment. You're going to think God has let you down or God's against you because other people, he's, he's, he's promised abundant life. And we describe abundant life as being pain-free, sorrow-free, trouble-free. Well, abundant life for Israel was, um, he, was he says in Joshua chapter 3, uh, Judges chapter 3, I'm going to leave five enemies in the land to test you. And the word test there doesn't mean sort of, I don't want to see if you can do this or not, but it's like a, a match. Uh, I'm going to put an opponent there, uh, uh, you know, like a, in a boxing match. I'm going, to, I'm going to set up a match for you uh, on purpose so that I could show you how to war and show you that you're a victor. So a lot of us, uh, number one, we're not expecting trouble. So when it comes, we get discouraged or withdraw from the battle. And number two, we're not engaging in the fight. We think abundant life means no fight. Abundant life means get in the ring, get in the arena, you know, uh, be get 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 a bloody mess, get get marred, get get scarred up because that's what life is about. It's 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 there's going to be a fight. We we talked about the how you know from the Garden of of uh, Eden to the Garden of Gethsemane, there were enemies attacking uh, the the righteous person, and Adam didn't overcome. Jesus did, and so in Christ now we can overcome. But it doesn't mean we don't fight the battle. We don't get engaged, and so you know we see people purposely going to churches where they seem to be promising there's no battle uh, or if there is all you have to do is say um you know so, so maybe somebody's battling with um with uh, cancer 
and and so they're told, you know, say this, there is no cancer, there's no cancer, there's no cancer, there's no, well, the, the, the mind, I believe, does not have that kind of power. Um, it, but, but to say, Christ is with me or he can heal me, you know, to honestly face the battle and then believe in the power of the Holy Spirit, he can heal this cancer and I'm going to, and you, yes, you can confess that I'm going to be healed, but to, to falsely believe that the thing is not there. I heard one mm. teacher say, you know, it's a, there, are no, there are no weeds in my backyard. There are no weeds in my backyard, and they, but the weeds don't go away. You have to go out and pick them out, yeah. pick them out. And so that's, that's, that's the battle we're in. And an abundant life isn't a, a pain-free life. It is a powerful mm. life. It is the ability to navigate life with strength and vigor and vitality, ambition, goals, uh, spiritual ambition, drivenness to, to accomplish something. And it has to be something bigger than yourself, too. If, you're, if all your uh, abundance is, is primarily for yourself, then Jesus could have said, drink of me and I'll fill you. But he said, drink of me and rivers will flow out of you. So what he's saying is, the abundance I'm giving you is not just for yourself. And many people don't live the abundant life because this gap, they're only looking to fill themselves. I want to be better. I want to get richer. I want to have less pain. And they're not living for something bigger than themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's one of my goals in life is to live for something bigger than myself. And um, A drink offering poured out for others. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's totally that. Well, thank you for that reminder. I, you know, we talk about God over-promising and over-delivering. And I guess we, uh, we often find out, don't we, that when God goes above and beyond our agenda, that's when we find that abundance that yeah. we have, didn't even have in mind. That's we never right. dreamt of. No, we never we could have imagined. Yeah, absolutely right. But uh, stay the course for our listeners out there. Stay the course of doing the right thing and uh, be faithful that God will yeah. deliver abundance, even if it's not something that you expected. Right? That's a good word. Yeah. Gary, okay. thank you very much. Thanks, Bob. Good being with you again. And nice talking with you. Yeah. We'll see you again next time. Very good. Look forward to it. Bye-bye now. You've been listening to the Gary Wilkerson Podcast. If you're facing difficulties and feel worn out, know that God has promised you abundance and put his unconquerable spirit in your heart. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit prays for us and that our God is for us, not against us. If you're interested in daily encouragements, then you'll probably enjoy our 86 seconds video devotionals. Each short video is a mini devotional from Gary Wilkerson. He points out simple but profound truths in scripture that can change the way we approach problems or other people we're called to love. These short videos about how the word informs every part of our lives are a vital part of living a salt and light to the world. Look for our new 86 seconds devotional videos at worldchallenge.org slash 86 seconds. The Gary Wilkerson Podcast is brought to you by World Challenge. Sound design for this episode by Mike Hall-Smith. This episode was written by Rachel Schimitz. Our producer is Chris Wigington with video production by Aaron Gale. We hope to see you next time in the Gary Wilkerson Podcast. Until then, do all you can to live a better life and make a better world through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ.